Hello and welcome to the Mastercast, the official Games Master podcast. Uh, you know it's going to be a good one because editor Matt Gilman has been limbering up for it. He's, I am so reclining right now. He's literally been stretching, uh, ready to do this uh, this podcast, um, which is the sign of a true podcast athlete. When will there be an official podcast Olympics? That is my 20 question. Twenty fourteen. That's already happened, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Ben Griffin there, our senior staff writer, failing to think of a future date. <laughs> the far-flung future. I can't believe we're already at 2016. We are well done. really yeah. far forward, no, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. We made it. Yeah. Well done, Although guys. I did forget. I did forget earlier earlier today what year we were because I was so we've done so many things. Like it's out in 2017. It's out in 2017. Yeah. That now, like, if you just have to write a date, like quickly, like oh, 2012. Yeah, it's like, that's oh, my first. 2017. Thing. I can never remember how old I am, but we're, no, yeah, I, we're yeah. hurtling through space, ladies and gentlemen. On a ball of rock. Well, on that note, I'm Robin. I'm uh, Robin Valentine. Hello. Uh, um, I'm the production editor on the magazine. <laughs> Hi. Um, you've you've already heard from Matt Gilman, our editor, and uh, Ben Griffin, our senior staff writer. Hi again. Hello there. Both of these two gentlemen who are joining me in the studio today, um, as they always do, have been hands-on with a release, a game release that many are going to be extremely excited when oh, it finally comes. Scared by. More mm. scared to death by. Mm. Or will they be? What is the game? <laughs> it's Resident Evil 7. Yeah. Um, yes. Both of you guys have uh, had your mitts on it with uh, different chunks of the game. Who wants to start? Well, Who wants to start talking about Resident Evil what, 7? How would you sum up in uh, one word? One word? Yeah. Dirty? <laughs> Dirty. That's the first thing. <laughs> actually, actually, that one word that 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 that's quite intriguing. Why would you sum it up I mean, dirty? I, as soon as I started playing, cause I, uh, filthy, because it, it's set in a uh, like a it's like a plantation estate, right? Yes. and it's properly war- run, run down. And I, like my first th- thought upon going through the front door of this place was like, God, it's a bit. It's a bit dirty. They've made it proper grimy, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, like... All right, Kim and Aggie. <laughs> you, you open the fridge, and it's just like rotting meat. Yeah, it probably... It, you know, if it's a good job the, the nauseous rift was, was, is, is not attached to oh. my face whilst I was playing that game. It would have stunk. You, you feel um, like it's a game you can... You feel like you could run your finger across it, and you just get a layer of, like, dust and muck on your finger. You know that... Um, do you ever watch Black Books? No. Yes. That sitcom where they, they they get the cleaning guy into the shop to like clean up. Oh yeah. He just like puts his finger through the air. It <laughs> comes back like dirty, dirty. Uh, it's like good. that. It's like that. I'm it's... eating scrambled egg out of a shoe with a comb. <laughs> I, I want to watch it based on those two jokes. I'm going to watch it. Was a great it was great. Watch it. You yes, watch it. It's 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 a filthy filthy house. When I was playing it, um, I was also being chased by a pretty ragged looking. Lady as well. Can you explain the demo? All right, Trini and Susanna. <laughs> <laughs> so, Get to Topshop. <laughs> but just to explain Resi Seven, it's it basically goes back to Resi's roots. Like it takes place, as right. far as we know, entirely within a uh, scary house. Scary yeah. house, the original name of Resident Evil. Yeah, although exactly. you, so it's first person perspective. That's uh, different. We know, we know that as well. Yeah. Um, and you'll be exploring the house in a certain timeline. You'll be you'll be looking around in like present day, say. But as you explore, and this is one of the, one of the interesting kind of twists on the old Resi formula. You know, like in the original Resi games, you might pick up a notebook uh, or a diary or something. The whole like itchy tasty thing, where it would put a bit more kind of lore, a bit more story into the background of what you're doing whilst you're exploring the house. In Resi Seven, those notes are. Essentially, VHS like cassette tapes, like that you that you watch back. Are they actually VHS tapes, or? Well, I haven't seen the actual tape like physically. In, so you don't in the see game. it in the game. Well, I, d- I I don't know because I've okay. played I've played the the section of the game that I played was was one of those tapes. Like, oh, it was only one of those. It was it started and I was playing a character at the start of one of those tapes, and it was I think it was a character called Maya. Anyway, I was trying this woman as she as she tried to escape from this raggedy lady with a lantern. The demo was called the Lantern Demo. Um, and, um, yeah, it's kind of like got that kind of grainy kind of 1980s video kind of filter to it. Uh, and the audio quality has that same kind of slightly garbled kind Good of... Fuzzy. Yeah, uh, sound. And, um, yeah, through the course of the... It was something like 
20 minutes, half an hour yeah. of, 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 of exploring the house whilst this old lady was kind of looking for me, uh, solving a couple of little puzzles. Originals? Is that what she was saying? Uh, that, except instead of Werther's Originals, it was like a good old stabbing. Oh, God. Yeah. And what, so she can come in at any time? This is the, this is the thing that, that, that when she spots you, you assume that she's going to spot you and like chase you. Yeah. Uh, but but it's it's basically like it's a, it really reminded me of like Alien Isolation, where if the alien does spot you, yeah. that that's it. But here, instead of a kind of sleek, slimy monster, it's this just just disgusting like sleek, I, I slimy mean, old lady. Yeah, and she and she she belts towards oh, you wow. in first person. Obviously, she belts towards you at such pace. It's like she's in your face, and and. I, d- I don't think I'm getting this co- across quite enough. She's disgusting. She's like <laughs> utterly f- f- filth strewn. Like her teeth are like sweet corn. Uh, like just like pegs of turd in her mouth. Oh, they're like God. brown and slimy and pegs her skin's of turd. Are, uh, just, just disgusting. <laughs> Do you know what I like about this? It's like previous Resident Evils. Your your main enemy was called Nemesis, and it had like a massive claw, and it was like seven feet tall, and had <laughs> yeah. a bazooka. And now you're scared of like a little old lady yeah. in the house, but she's just as scary yeah. because you you haven't got any guns. If not game. more scary. Well, you can't well, fight back. well, well, wow, wow, wow. So in the main, so we've we've seen these small slices of the game between us, right? Different demos that they've shown. Yeah, I played it. And way. so far, correct me if I'm wrong, there haven't been any weapons. I haven't. I think there was an axe in the, there was an axe in the beginning hour, but you could never use it against. No. Yeah, there was no there was no combat. Let's say, but the full game will have combat. The full will game have guns. will have guns and mm. green herbs and green herbs. Yeah, so there's still a, a a vast portion of this game that we don't know anything about. That like we don't know how the first person combat will work, uh, or or any of that. Stuff. Well, it's interesting because um, the VHS tape structure of the story. In the demo you played, you were Maya, did you say? I think your name was Maya. I might have got that wrong. In the one I played, I was a man. So I'm thinking that maybe each mission you're playing through a VHS tape with a character and someone's like watching all these tapes going, hee hee hee. We kind of of do know the structure, actually. So so the structure is you you play as, as a character in the present day. That's the story. But as you, as that character, explore the mansion, or mansion, I say mansion, it's a uh, plantation. plantation. As you explore the plantation, you find VHS tapes, tapes which depict other characters in the past who have been to that location. Yeah. So, like, for example, fr- from what I understand, like, you'll watch a VHS tape of a, a different character in the past in an area you're about to go to, and something nasty happens, and then when you, in the present day, as the main character in the game, go to that area, you'll have this awareness of, well, stuff went down here before on the tapes, and now I'm going in there, so it's got that extra layer of oh, like yeah. fear. Oh, and it, that, there's really good uh, scope for the game to play with that, because the, like a character in the past, in the mm. VHS tape, could like store a key behind a fireplace or something, yeah, yeah. and then in real life, I say in real life, in the game, <laughs> in, in the, the present, present day, day, you can go to that location and see what they... What they stored. They have said that some minor kind of puzzle solutions might be tucked away in some of the VHS tapes as well. Although, what physically? So, like, not not physically inside the no, tape. You can't unravel. But this like, you watch ball. the tape, and then it will give you a, a a big clue as to how to solve a puzzle in the present day. Yes. But they've also said that the VHS tapes are optional. So I don't know how that yeah. works. So like, if there's a puzzle yeah. where the solution is in the the flashback then it's uh, harder it's, to, it's, to it, do. like I say there's still a lot that we that we don't quite know how it's going to it work. seems like a great way of having your cake and eating it too like because you because then you can you can have these sequences that are like very like like um that kind of amnesia outlast kind of style of horror where you are really helpless and you're having to like run away and and, and stealth and stuff like that and and then you can also have the, the survival horror where you've got a gun and you've got a little bit more mm. power mm, and control yeah, and stuff, and both of those can exist in the same game. That, yeah. seems, that sounds like a really good way of doing that, a really clever idea. And yeah, I, I like right. the way if you die, it's not the end of the game either, because yeah. you die in the VHS tape, it doesn't mean you die in real that, life. That's the thing, like the nasty stuff that happens to some of the characters in, say, Outlast, you, I mean, f- f- a lot of the. Can we of... not talk about that scene from <laughs> Outlast <laughs> again? <laughs> there are certain things that you know are not going to happen to your character, at least. Yes. 
for the time being because you have to finish the game. Yeah. Like, you know that the real nasty stuff that happens at the end is not going to happen in Chapter 2. Or it's just a film. It's just a film. Uh, so, really. um, so, but with Resi 7, presumably in some of these VHS tapes, some of those characters that you meet are going to meet filthy, grizz- yeah. grizzly. I keep using the word filthy. Like, horrible, horrible it's, end. It's like Call of Duty, isn't it? When they switch the characters and it means some characters can have a really cool death. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like shopping or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, that really opens up to like some crazy like scripted deaths and stuff that you would yeah. normally be able to do. That It, it, it reminds me of... Um, I feel like whenever they do a demo of a horror game... Uh, it's true of like lots of games actually, but but especially horror games. Whenever they do like a like an initial kind of gameplay demo uh, events and stuff, often your character like dies at the end or is put in a situation where like it seems like they've got no way out. Mm. Like um, Days Gone was a recent example where it's like it ends with just like and there's more zombies and more zombies and more zombies. How is it? How is he going to get out of this one? And like Fade to black. There's and literally he, no way he can get out of it. And like, and then, and then, obviously, you play the actual game, and that sequence doesn't happen because mm. if it did, your character would be dead. And but, it's game over. But in Resident Evil Seven, they can do, they yeah. can effectively have those gameplay demos in the game, and yeah. you can die. Like and that's quite it's cool. Going to be extra grisly because it's in VR. <gasps> so I did not play in VR. The demo I played was not quite fully optimized for VR yet. So I'm really keen to hear. Well, this is PlayStation, PlayStation VR. VR. Am I correct? PlayStation VR. So, yeah. it, it, I'm not sure it's on Oculus. No, it's no, it's PSVR exclusive. Okay. Yeah, I just want to make sure for, for anyone listening out there, this is this is a, a PlayStation VR experience. Yeah. yeah well, I played uh, the demo. There's a, actually a demo on PSN store now. Um, uh, beginning hours. Sorry, I think that's right. Beginning, beginning hours. Hour, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If people want to search for it, and you can play that right now. Um, not VR because. PSVR isn't out, but I played that. And you played it in VR. No, oh, this is <laughs> sorry. Okay, I'll, sorry, I'll let you uh, set this up. I played um, Resident Evil in VR and outside of VR, and I actually had more fun outside of VR. Okay, I'll tell you why. Because um, although I did find VR really immersive, like you know, as you're going through the house, you can you can actually you know duck under a table. Um, and look what's on the other side of the table. You can open the fridge and peek your head inside. You like physically moving your head. You can physically move your head, physically head, physically move your head yeah. in the fridge. I'm not sure if you can shut your head, shut it's your head in the like fridge you'd door. Want to. <laughs> you can like, I, I'm not, I didn't I, try this. I but... think I've, I know why you had more fun. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Did you, did you examine the wall? Oh, that's the first thing I did. Yeah, I got oh. right close to the wall. It's <laughs> a little throwback there for, for <laughs> loyal listeners, listeners will know that Ben Griffin loves looking at walls. <laughs> I love my walls. Um, I, I I'm sure you can do this. I didn't try, but you know, you could theoretically duck down, look for a keyhole before going in, and then open the door. There, there are like I, mean, I noticed when I was playing the lantern demo, there were like there are like like slats in the doors, and like yeah, some and of the walls have like it. holes oh, in that you cool. can kind of look through to see on the other and side. And you can kind of open the door slowly and look through the crack. Can't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the other, the so other thing cool. as well, which I guess would be really cool in VR, is is that a lot of the hiding places. I say hiding places, not not even hiding places, but like. When you're being chased by that old, old lady, um, it's not it's not like an alien isolation where there are like lockers and you go, I will hide in a locker. It's like there's a chair in the room that you can hide behind. And it's just a chair. Yeah. Like there are still slats in the back of the chair that, that she could presumably see you through. And all or, or like there's a bin. At one point I was hiding behind a bin and she was like shining a light. I was like, surely she can see me, she can see me, she can see me. And and, and the, because they're not like or at least in the small section that I was playing, they're not like clearly defined gaming hiding places like 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 a, a, a like I say a locker or a cupboard or something you don't you just don't know how yeah. how safe you are but there are degrees to it it's not like yeah like a rigid grid where okay the vent's safe but this isn't it's like if it looks relatively safe you can try it and see if it is and if it, but, you, but a, you still don't know it's yeah, yeah. If, if the world feels a lot more physical like you can interact with like you can you can go round the chair. You can look underneath the chair. It's not just like here's a chair. Yeah, and I guess with VR, instead of just like sitting behind this thing and going, oh my god, she can see me, she can see me. You'll be you'll be able to like move your head to like look through. Yeah. The slats and the so, little holes. So you can look without moving your feet. Yeah. Um. Or, or, yeah. But it's and that, and that's good. But I just didn't. I found it a bit too overbearing. Um. And I appreciate it's a horror game. So yeah. it has like top marks for it being really so scary that I didn't want to be in VR, but um, I had more fun outside of VR because um, well the main difference is it's a lot the visuals are amazing when you're not in VR 
Uh, it's, it's so realistic. It's almost very realistic when you look around the old the depth, house. The depth of field is amazing. Yeah, it? it's like it's like if you ever played the PT demo, it's like that, but on a much bigger scale and even oh, even but high price. Mm. Yeah, um, but in in VR, the, the the edges are a bit more jagged. The colours are a tiny bit more washed out, mm. and it just takes away from the experience. Um, so it's actually more immersive outside of VR. Yeah, you? ironically, yeah, that's weird. And also the fact that you haven't got a big, you know, expensive thing on your head so um, conscious please like do not run away screaming whilst this is still attached to the my <laughs> yeah, do not exactly. pull it off stamp on it you feel like you're locked in there uh, i can, I can definitely get i can definitely can get away. the kind of uh desire to like to not have it on your head when you're yeah. especially if it like like it is a really intense scary experience i think this is something that vr developers need to uh be aware of is that like it feels like there's been a lot of developers who are like, right, we're going to make a really scary VR game. And are looking at it like, you know, you're in the headset, therefore we can make it that much more scary than any horror game we've ever played before. But, like, I think there are limits to how scared people want to be. Like, you know, like, like people don't necessarily, especially for a big mainstream game like Resident Evil, people don't necessarily want to be that scared. Like, like, <laughs> like, yeah. like you know, or, or that uncomfortable, or well, that okay, nauseous. Okay, like, okay. That, that's what it is. It's, so, it's uncomfortable. Like, it, it's not like suddenly horrifying. It's what you were saying about the dirty house. Like, I don't want to be in yeah. a horrible, rotting house. You know, like you, how you unpleasant say, do we want to make you, it? The, you say that though, but the, but but the lantern demo was great. Uh, like mm. like that sense of unease, that sense of. Uh, I'm talking in VR. Fear. Yeah, yeah. I guess because I haven't played it in VR, yet, I can't quite kind of peg that down. But like, like the idea that you would you would you would hold back from think making things too scary. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't like that idea. I like the idea of like. I think Kojima said when he made, well, when he was going to make PT, that the idea was that in the past, whenever people have made like scary video games, they've always kind of said, well, we we still want people to play it, so we won't we won't go that far. But with PT, the idea was, well, no, we are we are not going to follow the rules. We're gonna we're gonna make a game so so scary that no one will want to play it, yeah. and then see what happens. And I, I think that there's something cool about that. Really fascinating. Kind of, there's something definitely admirable about making something really, really terrifying. Mm. But I think like, scary. but I think like there is a limit to how many people want to be made that uncomfortable <laughs> and unhappy. Yeah. Like, like especially when it's like right. we've made a game that no one wants to play. Yeah. It's like, well, uh, maybe make a game that people do want to play. But, but... You'll, you'll try it. Yeah, I'm I'm a wuss, yeah. so I know that I'll immediately be throwing the headset across the room and screaming. So uh, I'm I'm definitely not the uh... that that's what it is. It's not it's not scary. It's more n- nauseous, and I didn't yeah. get nauseous playing any of a VR game. Um, just to rewind back to the the whole like Resi thing. If either of you, uh, obviously, Ben, you've been playing a lot of Resident Evil over the years. But you play played all of them, Evil, yeah, yeah. Being the big wuss that you are. Um, <laughs> just <try that. laughs> he said it. Well, they're not that. <laughs> most Resident Evil games aren't that scary, really, are they? Right. Anyway, I, I've played um, uh, I played a bit of Resident Evil. I guess it would be the first one at the time, the mansion, PS One. Yeah, because I remember the, um, the 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 moment that everyone always talks about, where you walk through the door and a dog jumps through the window. Yeah, I remember playing that at the time. So mm. I must have. I think I played it around a friend's house or something like that. Right. Um, and and then I uh, more recently played through Resident Evil Revelations, which I thought was a really really good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I played it through on. Um, the PC version rather than the like handheld version, but right. um, this is totally different to those. Um, but that game wasn't scary at all. It was like a right. fun horror atmosphere, but it was more like a sort of campy B movie. Well, this or something. is this is, thing. Scary. This is, this yeah. is thing. Like a lot of the old Resis w- were that they were kind of um, they were they had the jump scares, but they weren't about that slow build up intention, like the slow build up and release that that we saw in PT and the, and and things like Project Zero and 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 now. Resi 7. Well, uh, well, in the demos that we've seen of Resi 7, mm. we don't know how the full thing will play out. But um, I, I, I do like that new, new direction slash old direction because they, they are rebooting it and they're going back to the, their roots. This is like the other thing. Like a lot of the, a lot of the kind of, I guess, tropes of the old games are still there. But like, so one of the things I, I loved when I was playing Lantern demo was, um, you know how in old Resis uh, they were kind of forced into like long loading times, lo- long loading screens. So they put those yeah. doors. In that would like slowly creep creak open and and kind of between between each area. They've got they've got yeah they've got doors wow, in door, Resi sorry. Seven that 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 creak open slowly, but you control the speed at, at how quickly they open. And when you open a door, you can see into the next room. And so naturally, what you end up doing 
is when you don't know what's in the next room is just slowly pushing the door ajar looking through and then as you look through everything comes into focus or everything that you can see comes into focus and you you kind you know of what? you really don't want to go in but you kind of have to and I, it's slowly opening real it. life right um but i employ a tactic <laughs> where i burst open through a door which if i don't know what's on the other side because my my rationale is if there's like a murder on the other side he's going to be startled when i burst in mm. whereas if i kind of peek through he's going to see the door peek, like slowly opening and then he's going to get ready to jump me so yeah always what if rush it's like your best mate on the other side well he's going to get or scared toddler. that's yeah, fine if you just like hit someone well I, i'm a take no prisoners kind of door opening. Do you do this man. in the office? I've not noticed this. In the no, because I know what's on the other side of the door. Right. If I don't know what's on the other side of the door, I just slam through it. Do you slam through your, your the door of your flat when you come home? Every time. Every time. You, you slam it open. But the, the people I live with are quite dodgy, <laughs> the people below me. So I always assume that my flat's been really broken into whenever I come home. Right. And I'm always relieved wow. when it isn't. So I, I burst through, the, have a look around the, the corners. The idea is that you open the door quietly so they don't know that you're opening the door. No, but if, the, if they see it, if they see the crack opening, because it's hard to disguise a crack opening. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. I'm talking about doors here. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I think I can follow Griffin's logic you know here. I mean? Like, if I went to try that door right now, it's hard to make it silent. It's hard to open a door silently. So I'll try it. I'll try it. Yeah, go on. Matt's going Matt's to open the door silently. Listen at home, see if you can hear this door opening. It's actually very, very quiet. Yeah. yeah, that's a, but okay. It's not just the the audio aspect; it's the visual aspect as well. Okay, Matt's now going to come in from outside. <laughs> Even that wasn't that loud, though. Actually, this is—I think this might be a quite a quiet door, and maybe but not that, the best control for our experiment. That was scary, and I didn't know how to react because Matt just burst in, and he's—he's he's caught me off guard a tiny bit. If I was like a murderer, I'd be like, "Oh wait." Oh no! What, what am I, I doing don't know again? How to react. Oh yeah, murdering. Too late. <laughs> yeah. Too I think late. in a world where you are constantly <laughs> vigilant for attack at any time, I can follow Griffin's logic here. So I'm on board. Welcome to my world. I'm anyway, gonna start doing it. The doors—they're back yeah. in Resident Evil. Jim Morrison's back. Wow. <laughs> ben, Resident yes. Evil Seven. It's not the only thing you've been playing in VR with PlayStation oh, yeah. VR, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And, I, and I think everyone is eager to see exactly what PlayStation VR is like because it is. The, the sort of the cheaper it's the everyman's VR headset mm. it's not for billionaire playboys who can afford to splash out on Oculus Rifts it's for millionaire playboys it's yeah it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's for millionaire playboys like us who can afford to splash out 350 quid on a, a, on a headset I um, played all the PSVR launch games of which all of them there are only about six. Oh, are there six to eight there's not eight. Uh, yeah, it's a decent amount I have played Oculus as well I liked PSVR more. Okay, wow, that's, that's strong. Okay, let's 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 boil this down. Firstly, the form factor—it feels a lot lighter on your head. Mm-hmm. It's Very more important. comfortable. Um, it's got this kind of adjustable button where you can make it close to your face, whereas the Oculus you kind of have to play with straps. Um, now, does that mean you can wear it with glasses on? I don't wear glasses, so I don't know. But I can, answer this, I can answer this question. So, I played Batman Arkham VR yeah. at Gamescom. And Be the Batman. I kept my glasses on and yeah. fit beautifully. Oh, great. Oh, okay. So this is coming from uh, obviously you guys were, were were there when I reviewed like three games in a weekend the on Oculus Valkyrie. Rift. Yes, and not a happy time. For no, Mr. no, no. And I was like queasy for quite a while. But I, I like the the Rift pushed my, my glasses frames into the bridge of my nose like so hard. That I just had chronic headaches for like three or four days afterwards. Yeah, you've never seen a man broken like uh, like Matt Gilman like after reviewing three VR games in a, head, in, a, in a weekend. Yeah, it was. It, it did take a, a real physical toll on your uh, on your mm. body. And plus, the the Oculus has a little gap underneath the yeah, no, yeah. Uh, underneath the bridge of the nose, and you can always see daylight coming through, and that takes away from you. Like, a bit. what time is it? I'll just send this tweet. Oh. Yeah. Whereas the PSVR doesn't actually have that. It's it's black all around the screen, so you're, it's, it's extra immersive. Yeah. So that's just uh, the wearability factor. Um, as for the games, all of which are, I believe are exclusive to PSVR, all the launch games. I think that's right. I like, I like them. I'm not totally keen that VR is the future of games. It's um, early days yet, though, right? It's early days. I'll, I'll tell you about one of the my favourites there. On called Farpoint, I was given a like a big grey kind of assault rifle light gun 
I'm not sure how much is that's going to cost. Probably like eighty quid or something. But cost aside, that was really interesting because you could hold the gun up to your uh, face and you could look through the scope. And if you kind of angled your head into the gun, you could you could bring the scope close to your face and cool. You know, normally in games, the gun's only at a certain point uh, on the screen, but you can move the gun all around and look it down a barrel. That, uh, through, from different angles, which I've never done before, it's quite novel. It, it's weird, isn't it? It's it's like um, uh, again, this is Batman Arkham VR. But like when you get the batarang in your hand, yeah, and you're just holding a batarang in your hand, yeah, and you can look at it, you can twirl it, uh, around. yeah, you're turning it around, and as you turn your physical hand, the batarang is turning around. It's not like it's not like uh, you push a button to just throw something. Yeah, it's like a, it feels like a, a weirdly kind of physical thing you're, that you're, you're holding onto, especially if. Like I'm guessing that, uh, if, like you said, like a light gun. I'm guessing that that's PS Move based. Is it? Yeah. Does it just have? Yeah. A, is it just a piece of no. plastic with a PS Move controller? No, in the that's end? the thing. It, okay. it was like one continuous one of piece upstairs. of plastic. It was. It was just a big. So it was a know, fully piece. self-contained device. It yeah. Wasn't like, you didn't slot anything into it. No, no. It was. It was quite okay. cool. And hmm. you, you held it with both hands. It was quite chunky and big. Um, but the the only drawback to that is okay. You're obviously going to spend a lot of money on this. Hmm. Is it going to work for other games? Yeah, they're going to have the same gun. Because or... so I remember Killzone, one of the Killzone games had a big light gun for mm. it. I, have you have you bought that and have you ever used it again? We've got one upstairs. No. That's yeah. why that's yeah. why I was excited. I was like, oh, can we get it out of the box and, and start not, using it again now? I'm not no. sure it'd be compatible. That Maybe is just a be, piece but... of plastic with a move controller stuck in. Yeah, it, isn't yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and that... yeah, I yeah, I've never seen it used so. The the drawback to that game though was the movement, which I'm not sure PSVR or virtuality has figured it out yet. Because um, you could you couldn't actually move direction based; you only moved forwards, but you could change the direction based on where your head was uh, looking, and that's really weird because you can't. Well, so you just walked in whatever direction you were looking. Yeah, you, you only you can only walk forwards, and you you can oh, turn like by a, looking like a car, but with your face as the steering wheel. Yeah, it felt really weird. It wasn't how humans walked. Um, and so I didn't really get used to that. Another game that struggled on the, the move front, and it had a different solution to moving, but I felt like it failed at it, was Robinson's The Journey, which is about you, you're like a spaceman and you crash on a planet and inhabited by dinosaurs. And you have to get through it. It's kind of like a survival game. But the move movement here was really weird because uh, on the right stick, you you move your... Uh, no, sorry, on the left stick you move your direction mm. uh, like any other FPS. And on the right stick, you don't actually move your head like in any other FPS. Yeah, your head you, moves your head. You, uh, your head moves your head, but they also put like a little weird... Okay, you can snap 70, direction, 70 degrees to the left or right on the right stick in one go. Wait, so what? you automatically turn your head... Like forty-five degrees or something. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, like quick turn in Left oh, for Dead or no, something like just, that. Okay. Wait, so yeah. it's almost like you've got like a, um, like your head is in like a like a box, and that box can be turned left and right, but then you're looking around within the box. Yeah, it, it was. That really sounds weird. terrible. Uh, I think because they didn't want to, they didn't want to do the far point thing of not giving you any control over the direction, but they didn't want to give you too much control of the direction, and they it, have yeah. this kind of middle ground. And it, it resulted in this moment where I was looking up at this big brontosaurus, and I wanted to continue moving forward while looking at it. It was like eating some ferns overhead, and so I wanted to walk forwards, look at it to the left, like angling my head up towards the left, and continue walking forwards. But the game thought I wanted to move in the direction my head was facing, and I kept walking off the big branch and uh, going towards the edge of the. So, so you can't move. Forwards while looking to the left or you right. You have to stop, look at what you want to look at, and exactly. Then keep moving and look where you want to move. And that was really annoying. Mm. Um, but other other VR games handled it well. Um, like Resi was mm. all right. I could I could move and look in different directions. The only thing there was obviously the rotting horrible house, which I didn't want to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, other games, Drive Club is probably the least n- nauseous I got in a VR game. Because you're sitting in a car. It's a natural fit whenever there's a cockpit yeah. involved. Yeah. Cars, spaceships, things like that. That was really good. I like that. I say that. Even with spaceships, it's tough because you've got... Like in Drive Club, it's fine because you've got... Um, you're moving along a flat plane. Yeah. It, I think this was an interview that we had with, um, with the CCP guys on Eve Valkyrie. Like this idea of having a horizon. Like if you can see a straight line, a horizon in the distance, 
your brain can tell you I'm upside down right now or I'm you, you know it, it tells you where you are in relation to the ground so so naturally we're not used to being in like like our body telling us that we are physically sat in an armchair on planet earth and gravity exists yeah. and then you're in a spaceship suddenly flying upside down where there's no horizon and your brain's the 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 things you're seeing is not what's matching up with what your brain's experiencing yeah so you, you end up feeling nauseous exactly uh, so like in drive club where you're driving along a flat plane or like a, you know like you can see you know the flat line of the horizon in front of you yeah i imagine it would be Pretty smooth going. Yeah, I mean, like, there was this one point where I was chasing a, a car and I overtook it. And, like, being quite cocky, I kind of, like, looked to the left to see the, the driver and I kind of, like, wanted to be like, way, look at you. <laughs> Obviously, you can't do that in a, in a, in drive club. But it was, it was cool to, you know, drive forwards while looking and staring someone out menacingly. Was there another, was there a face looking back at you from the other it, car? Yeah, it was, but it kind of took me out of it a bit because it was just dry. It was just like facing forwards, really rigidly, oh, like a like a um, like a scale electrics man. Like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wanted him to like look and just like shake his fist as I drove past. <laughs> like, are oh, you? Well, like Luigi in Mario Kart does. Another one stares at you as he goes past. Yeah. Uh, so, drive club, Farpoint, Robinson's the journey. There was also Resi, which you talked about. There was a cool. Mm, um, Kind of mini game compilation. I forgot it's called Playroom. I think there Playroom is a PR, VR? Uh, PR VR Playroom edition that has five oh, yeah. games in it. Yeah, four were on show. There was one kind of it's like hoovering up ghosts. Was it? Uh, that's Luigi's Mansion. You're thinking of? No, no, no. There's a, there's a Playroom version of it. <laughs> I didn't so play like, that. So the version I saw was like person with a VR headset is in a room and they can't see the ghosts. Person watching on the TV can see ghosts in the room. Mm. And they tell the person in VR, oh, there's a ghost on the lamp. And the guy fires his thing at the lamp to suck um, it up. I didn't... That's no, what, I, I, that's, I that's disagree that ever that existed. sounds like a Wii U game. It's not. Yeah. It's a on PlayStation VR. Okay. I, I don't believe you, but... <laughs> what's it called? PlayStation Showroom? Playroom. 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 Have you played the one where you're? It's like first person pong, and you're using your head to bang the ball away. Oh, I've, I've yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, yeah that was I've really fun. Stories. Yeah, it's it's like um, you're looking down the in in kind of like a square tube, and the computer's you know hitting a ball back to you, and you're kind of whacking your head to hit the ball back, and you're trying to get it past its paddle. And if you like spin your head, you can apply spin to the ball. <laughs> And they, it gets harder because the computer starts throwing like two balls at you, and you have to go, you have to like move your head, like bang bang. Imagine I'm moving my head really furiously. Uh, but again, like Farpoint, I'm not sure if I could play that more than 15 minutes. Like, why would I want to? Hmm. It was fun for a, a while. There was um, a, like a short five-minute demo where you're going down the sea in a cage, and the further the cage goes, the the different wildlife you encounter, like. It's quite unrealistic because it went all the way down to the bottom of the sea and there were like glow-in-the-dark jellyfish and stuff. And there I'm are, thinking There are glow-in-the-dark jellyfish. Yeah, but a diver could never go down that far because it'd get crushed. Maybe you're not human. Um, you maybe... can go down pretty far as long as you go down slowly. Are you in like a, an actual open cage? Yeah. Um, it's, that, that was like deep sea stuff. But uh, it was, it was fun game, because... Eh? You, you yeah, know. exactly. Um, Line up, Griffin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are, that's what you should be telling these fish <laughs> in the darkness. Nice. There was there was a score, <laughs> like score one against the fish. There was a shark at the end as well, which is pretty cool. Was it called the deep? Because I played the it deep. It might have been. Way and he back. starts attacking your cage. Yeah, way, oh, way yeah, people back. Have been talking about this way for a back while, yeah. when um, when it was still Project Morpheus, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah I, I played that back in the day. But again, again, again. Go on. Are okay. you going to play that a second time after you've seen it? Like, there's no interactivity you just kind of watch and walk around the cage for a bit and this is react. the big question isn't it and and i was chatting with um a chap from rocksteady about batman vr thing about this distinction between what is a game and what is an experience and like some of the most of the things you just especially the ones on the on the disc the demo disc thing you get it sounds like they are experiences rather than games like you say yeah. you'd play them for 15 minutes and be done well a lot of them sound Quite like science. um like like, uh, are your mates round? Yeah. Have they never played VR before? Here's something that takes 15 yeah. minutes that tells them, like, that shows them what VR's like, and then they'll be like, oh, this is amazing. Feel like, less bad about your purchase by getting your mates <laughs> to validate your decision. But in, in a way, that is part of the experience that I would want with a VR headset, is, 
you know, letting other people give it a try and, yeah, and, yeah. and seeing their reactions and stuff. I'm I think like, that, that is quite, it's kind well, of a party when thing. I took like, the, when I took the Rift home for that weekend, partly because I didn't want to have to put it on my own head too many more times, um, my, uh, my parents came down for the weekend. Uh, oh, and yeah. I got my mum, who doesn't pl- hasn't played a, a video game since uh, Super Mario Bros. on the on the on the NES. Uh, got my mum to play Eve Valkyrie. Yeah, see that's fun. That's fun. And she loved it. Yeah, she was loving it um, for about four or five minutes. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, right, get her off me now. <laughs> I was like, all right. Um, um, but yeah, like get, getting family and friends to, to to try this stuff on. It reminds me of um, of the Wii back when that came yeah. out. Yeah, and this sense of like. It's not something you can just describe to someone, but it's something that you put a Wii remote in someone's hand and they can play tennis and they yeah. know how to play tennis. Just swing the racket. There's no like, oh, and you press, you press triangle to do, put some topspin on it and you press it and they're like, where's triangle? It's yeah. like, it's just a natural thing. And the same thing with VR is like, oh, there's a ball heading towards you. Head it. Yeah. Everyone knows how to just move their head towards when the ball. When it's one-to-one movement, that's when it's really good. Uh, like in the heist demo, where you play a bank robber mm. um, trying to pull off the the ultimate heist. There's a there's a moment where you're in a car and you're making a getaway, and a rival gang is chasing you, mm. and you've got a gun in your right hand, and you can actually open the dashboard with your left hand, get some ammo out, and stick it in the gun. And the way you, you do that is so like intuitive because that's what you do yeah. in real life. You just slot the magazine to the bottom of the pistol, yeah. uh, and then you. Uh, like what I did, no one told me to do this, but I thought, hmm, I wonder. I opened the door to my left and actually looked out as the car's like hurtling along the motorway, and I could see people coming up behind me before they, you know, got around in front of me, and I shot them before they even approached. Huh. And I just did that because cool. I thought about doing it and I could do that. Uh, and yeah, like the motorbikes are coming, uh, you could shoot out their tyres and then the, the, they go tumbling off. This is the important thing. I think we, we just had a review in the issue that's on so now of. Um... Was it The Assembly? The Assembly, yeah. Right, so Ben Maxwell reviewed uh, The Assembly for us, and one of the things he mentioned was that it's been built as a game, but not necessarily, and, and it can be played in VR, but it's not, not been built as a game for VR. And that's what, we, that's what we really want, isn't it? It's this idea of, yes, you can stick your head in a, in a bin, but... Maybe like, you should. But, but like, <laughs> until there's, like, something, something, something in there that you explicitly in the like a sausage roll <laughs> <laughs> or, a, or a roast chicken exactly exactly brilliant um, but you know what I mean like it's it's like um, it's like unless there's something that VR brings to the table that you wouldn't be able to achieve with a regular game and yet en- actually enhances the experience we're always going to be like... Mm, yeah. We're always going to be playing we, the Wii U games where we, the, 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 the screen is just a mini-map, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, um, so yeah, I, I'm glad that all the experiences I played were... They felt like they were bite-sized experiences that mm. lasted no more than 15 minutes, like the Batman demo. Apparently the, the entire game is going to be no more than an hour long with two missions. Mm. Um, and that's what... I don't want to spend 40 quid on a VR experience that I'm going to play 50 minutes. I want to spend 10 quid on a VR experience experience that lasts no more than 50 minutes i see what you mean yeah you what you like i i think i agree as well i think um it'd be nice to have a really big suite of really cool like like as you say like 15 minute experiences rather than this idea of like right you're going to sit down and play a 12 hour rpg in vr yeah, which you're yeah. just going to be like well i and don't it, want to do that because i feel the uncomfortable other, the other thing is as well i think like if you're going to do that then you're all, you almost have to have the option to do either or. So, like, I sat down to play, um, is it Kronos on the Rift? Yeah, you rev- yeah. You reviewed that for us. Yeah. And it was, it was, it's like a eight, nine, ten hour long RPG, like oh, action man. RPG. Sort of Dark Souls esque. And it's like, the Rift is like really hot on your face and it's heavy and it's pushing my glasses into my head. And it, I just think, I would like to continue playing this game because it's a good game. I'd like to take this headset off and continue playing it. But you can't, and uh, and I mean it makes sense because in that game there are there are systems that require the VR. So like you can hear an enemy in the next room, but you have to lean down to be able to look through the door and see what's ahead of you to be able to prepare for it. That kind of thing. And if if the developers are going to make a big eight-hour game and they're only restricting to people who have a VR headset, that's not really good for them either because they're they're limiting the amount of people who can actually play and buy their game. Yeah. So they do need to make maybe. It maybe 
maybe the solution is is episodic gaming. Yeah. So like they release them in forty five mm. minute episodes. Here's the first episode you play for forty five minutes, and then keep going like that. Have we oh, just sold VR gaming? I think we've just sold VR. Gaming. I say oh, yeah. you say we have I. Oh well, come on, we're all involved think- here. Another thing that I was thinking would work for VR that I wonder if they'll do or not. I mentioned in the previous episode the mm. call that Call of Duty is going to put in a little VR mission. Yes, I think a few games are. are, are Day six. Yeah, a few games yeah, are doing Final similar Fantasy things. Is um, doing the same. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider was also doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if if you had a situation where, say, every PS4 game or certainly every first party like like PS4 game or like every major AAA PS4 game is like guaranteed to come with a a VR level, like a 15 minute VR experience. Mm. So you're buying these games to play them normally, but you know that every single one is going to come with like 15 minutes of VR. I feel like that might be enough to justify Mm. having PSVR and maybe you play it, you know, just you, yeah. you play one of those once every couple of weeks or maybe once a week or something yeah, yeah. and you're like uh, but you're not having to spend like 40 quid on each one because you're just getting them free with with mm. with that i think that would be really cool and it'd be an, it would be a nice little uh, extra in, on ps plus as well each yes or have, that yeah have a yes. quick 15 minute vr experience do, do you know what i really really want in the next fifa game i want to sit in the stands as like uh, just a random man in the crowd and just watch a football match in vr but I look to my left and there's a guy in a big pie and swearing. Imagine if you could do that in, in, with actual football, though. That This is what this is my like, gonna happen, main idea. Yeah. That would be brilliant. Sports is going to be revolutionised because you could just be in the stadium without actually leaving your house. You could be on the pitch. You could be on the pitch. You could be, there could be a GoPro on the... Oh, my God, that would make you throw you up, could, wouldn't it? You could fly around the stadium. And, and this is what I believe will actually happen. You can be, you know, pitch side, walking up and down the touchline in VR and see the whole game out in front of you. The the days of watching a football match from one prescribed camera angle, they're through. They're numbered. They're numbered. Watch your... Brilliant. Yeah. Well, um, anyway, from the final football game where you don't view it in that fashion... <laughs> oh, that was laboured. <laughs> ...to Final Fantasy XV. Hey. Oh. Uh, I know, Matt, you wanted to touch on this. Um, yes. It's going to be in our next issue as a big it, bumper feature. It is. Next issue's on sale in a couple of weeks. It's on sale on the 6th of October. There you go. Issue 309. We can't talk about this too much because... Still some secrets. There's still some secrets and there's still a lot that that, uh, that's, that we have to kind of hold back for the, for the, for the issue as well. But um, what I did do very recently was pop down to uh, London, to Abbey Road Studios, where I met with uh, the lovely Miss... Uh, Ian Dixon. The lovely Miss Yoko Shimamura. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and um, if you don't know, uh, Shimamura-san is the uh, composer for the music of Final Fantasy XV. And whilst she was in London, they got the London Philharmonic Orchestra to play a concert at Abbey Road, and it was phenomenal. All the music from well, not all the music, but uh, about forty-five minutes of the music from uh, Final Fantasy XV. You can probably guess already. Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy's always had like great music, but what is um, your favourite song of all Final Fantasy or fifteen of, of the one that you saw? So there's this song called Somnus, yeah. which was f- fascinating story behind it is that obviously Final Fantasy fifteen wasn't always Final Fantasy fifteen, right? It used to be, it used to be part of the Final Fantasy thirteen series that they were making. It, it was it used to be called Versus thirteen. This was like ten years ago, and back then uh, Shimura-san wrote this song, Somnus, for that game. And, of course, over the last ten years, the game has changed shape dramatically. Like, uh, it's shifted, it's become a different game, it's become Final Fantasy XV, different directors attached, different all all, all, all these changes that have happened throughout the course of the thing. But one of the things that's remained throughout has been this main character, Noctis, and his kind of personal tragedy and all that stuff. And this song that she wrote ten years ago has remained... All the way oh, through. That's brilliant. So even though she's written all these other songs over the last decade, and all of this stuff has, has happened, and it's it's pretty kind of weirdly emotional being in the room whilst um, she was there listening to the London Philharmonic Orchestra play it for the first time. How does the song go? 
I'm not. It's an orchestral orchestral piece. It's yeah, not something. It I, I can't just hum it. <laughs> Look it up. It's called Somnus, and it's <laughs> and it's a phenomenal uh, piece of work <laughs> oh, I'm uh, sad. that these guys are mocking. <laughs> uh, I'm inspired to see. I, um, that did affect me. Actually, I got I, I got a like chance that. to chat with um, with Shimamura-san as well, and the full interviews obviously come in the, in the coming issue. But some of the some of the stuff uh, that she was telling me about her, the kind of like process of writing these tunes. And like the the kind of the amount of iteration that goes on them. I mean, it's weird, isn't it? Because we we kind of approach video games as these kind of like uh, like we talk about like oh like the textures aren't so great. They sh- they could have they should have gone in and fixed this or there's a thirty bug, frames there's per a second. Bug in it. You know, like Rubbish. so like technically minded about like oh they could tweak this or fix that or whatever. But like when you when it comes to like music in video games, it's much harder to quantify like exactly. I mean, if you're in the process of making music for a video game, like. I can imagine be being so in a room annoyed. where, like, the the composer is in a room with like one of the developers or like programmers going like, okay, so it sounds like this, and they're like, oh, but uh, can we change? It? You know, how do you explain like seismic changes in in how you're crafting a piece of music? It's fascinating. And you're so underappreciated as well. No one yeah. ever brings up music well, in games. This is this is this is why that that, that concept was so uh, so fascinating because it put. The tunes. I mean, everyone's seen the imagery from the game now. It's in the four main characters and the kind of the world, the kind of lush green, the car, mm. uh, the chocobos. The uh, but um, but putting that music at the front kind of just 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 made made us all very much aware of of how good it is. But forget about the music. Is the game any good? Uh, it is rather. I have played it uh, quite extensively, um, and uh, I'll be able to talk about that a lot more. In a couple of weeks' time, I can't actually talk about the game that I've played but, uh, in our, too much. Uh, you only have to wait a couple of weeks. Um, mm. On the sixth of October, our uh, Final Fantasy issue will be out, and it's Choker Block. Wow! With amazing Final Fantasy Ch- Choker Block. Choker Block <laughs> with uh, with amazing Final Fantasy hands-on impressions. Mm. Um, we will chat wait. about it a bit more next episode as well, right? So yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll... Um, and. Uh, I believe that that full concert is on YouTube, um, and uh, if you watch that and keep an eagle eye out, you'll actually see Matt Gilman in the audience. Um, yeah, and you see him doing a little clap. Yeah, I'm at the end clapping. Yeah, um, I got a text from uh, from, <laughs> from Danny, who used to work on the mag, uh, obviously a big Final Fantasy fan, who was watching the live stream. I just saw you in the crowd. <laughs> Did I look cool? <laughs> Matt Gilman. The answer is yes. <laughs> giving his his best obviously. standing ovation there. Yeah. Um, we've just about got time. For one fan question. Ah, what is it? You sound really disappointed. Hit, hit, us, a fan hit us with those questions. Well, what that question? What are the top three games you are most looking forward to that are out before the year ends? Um, we don't. I don't think we necessarily need to do all three, but certainly, what's the game you're most looking forward to that's out? Before I, the year I, ends? I think that how we should do this is that um, we should between us pick three. And then we should fight over which three we get into the okay. list. Okay, I got a boom mic behind me, so um, I'm I'm okay with fighting. <laughs> I'm I've got a can of sprite. What well, you re- got, Robin? I reckon I could do some damage with that sofa. Okay, <laughs> to that sofa with it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna launch it across the room. Well, I'm I'm gonna go with the the top game I'm looking forward to. Obviously, it's FIFA 17. That's not going in the list. I, I are we on. picking games that are. I think you you guys would like as well. Uh, no, are no, we putting I'm, it forward? I'm just saying, if that's going in the top three games of of the next few months, yeah, like play FIFA 16. Excuse me, there are a raft of changes would coming to FIFA have, 17. Would you rather have FIFA 17 than than Dishonored 2? Yes. Mafia 3. Yes, Final Fantasy because 15. I'm going to play Dishonored 2 for the 10 hours. Guardian. I'm going to play FIFA 17 for 100 hours. Oh, we uh, we did forget that he is going to play it for exactly 100 hours, as he does with Pokemon and FIFA every year. Oh, there's another one, by the way. Pokemon. Isn't... Yeah. <laughs> going to play that for 100 hours? He's going to play that for 100 hours. I'm, I'm, I'm putting not, Pokemon Sun and Moon forward. I, 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 I would not stop you putting Pokemon in. Okay. Um, even though my, uh, the argument stands that it, you could just play X and Y, probably. No, no, actually, no. I can't believe this, this map. Sequels... Are introducing many substantially different. differences. Yes, yeah. Sandshrew's an igloo now. Exactly. It's got a sandcastle in it. It's got ultra mega Pokemon. Yeah, I, I think Sun and Moon goes in. I'm, I'm okay. That's in the three. That. And that's and yeah. that's. Uh, well, in. Do you agree, Robin? Do you think? Well, got... it wouldn't be in my top three, but 
Have but... we got a soundbite for when games get locked in? <laughs> okay, right. Sun and Moon's in. That's it. It's locked. <laughs> um, uh, that does sound like a good lock. Actually. Robin, you pick one. And we'll fight over it. Okay, I'm going to throw one out there that maybe isn't going to be super popular, but... Uh, Shall I prep? Shall I I've got my boom mic. I'm going to grab this chair. Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. Oh my, that is uh, awful. Is that I, out by the end of the year? Uh, in theory, it's out in December. Um, whether I don't think that's going to be. Well, it's going to be uh, It's going to be an early access by the end of this month, I believe. Okay. Um, but um, if it does come out at the end of this year, I'll be very happy because I think it looks brilliant. I, I think it also looks brilliant. I've had a little bit of hands-on time and I'm excited. But... But better than FIFA 17. Better than okay. I'm going to throw a few at you. Go on. Because to be honest, if any of these get in, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, obviously, Final Fantasy 15. Nah. Mm. Really? Never no, played a Final looks, Fantasy looks, game. No, it doesn't. Never want it, to. it doesn't really cool. But I'm not a Final Oof. Fantasy fan myself. Yeah. Ouch. Uh, Dishonored 2. That looks really. Yeah, cool. it looks good. It, it looks, looks amazing. That, that, looks clock, good. that clockwork. Uh, Mansion, yeah, and, and also I do really lo- appreciate a game that doesn't tell its story in huge like blocks of text. Mm. I like a game with like a, a little a little line uh, hinting at something really awesome. Is and that, a, is that a failed too. insult to Divinity Original Sin Two? No, but it can be. <laughs> I, I think we should think we should assume that it is. Okay, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I should begin to fight. Yes, so but Dishonored, get your sofa on. Dishonored <laughs> Two <laughs> is a good pick. So are we locking Dishonored Two in? Let's lock it in. What? I- what about Mafia? Lock it th- in, Robin. What about Lock it? <laughs> <laughs> it's locked in. Brilliant. So, what was the other one? A Pokemon. Fever Seventeen. Guys, you know that once things are locked in, they cannot be removed. That's so it. Okay. So we've two... only got two left. What about Mafia Three? I, I am oh. looking forward to that as well. It looks brilliant. It really <laughs> does look. Br- no, don't lock no, it in. No, you can't lock things in. <laughs> okay. What's the opposite of Kachung? We've unlocked it. Right. So wait, wait. We've got Dishonored Two. We've got Pokemon Sun and Moon. Watch Dogs 2? It looks good, it does but, look good, yeah. but it bears the it bears the, the shadow of Watch Dogs 1, doesn't it? Yeah. Where we're like, it looks really good, but it could still be rubbish. Yeah, I mean, Watch Dogs 1 looks really good. Burnt before. Yeah, I, I've got, I feel like I've got to hold judgment on that one. I've got to hold back it do, on that It does one. look good, though. And, and, and oh, the Mafia 3 does look good as well. But but I kind of want to... If, if we were only going to be allowed to play... Three games before the end of the year. What a nightmare scenario! I that know, would be. right? I, 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 I physically have to play the Last Guardian. I can't. I can't. That's not oh. coming out. I can't not play that. This game. is games that are going to come out. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. we are, we're, we're, it doesn't I exist. Mean, technically, we should be reviewing this game next issue. Yeah, it won't that, happen. Though, is, what? What? Either the world's going to end, or it's not going to come out. I, I also think it's not going to be very good when it does come out. Oh, it will be good. It'll be good because it's like not when did they one first yet. announce it? Like ten years ago. Yeah, but it's yeah, going to be good. You're going to be a little boy, like, signalling to your <laughs> creature to come over a bridge, and it's going to come over the bridge, and you're going to say, well done, and move on to the next are trial. We not, are we not putting The Last Guardian in this? Because I think I might have to... Uh... I see why, I see why you would have, like, a curiosity, uh, like, what needs to be fulfilled. Right. But I don't think you're going to have fun you're, you're, Okay, you, so you're saying play it, but it might not be, like, it's not like a dead cert like the other two I'm, are. I think it is a dead cert. Mm. I think so. Because, like, Shadow of the Colossus and, and Ico, Ico are both Ico. two of the most critically acclaimed games of all time. That, that's yeah. true. And it's not like he's released, like, a rubbish sequel to Shadow of the Colossus but, in the meantime but or something. That, this one has had a different development to those two, because this has been protracted, it's been going on and on. Whereas the previous two games, they've had, a, like, a set vision and... This is getting Do you think all... this could be the Duke Nukem Forever of uh, of of um Correct me if I'm wrong. Hasn't it been in development longer than Duke Nukem Forever? No, I don't uh, think so. Because Duke Nukem Forever was, was in development for like uh, something like fifteen four, years. Fourteen years, I think. Yeah, it was, it was oh. 15, fifteen years. Well, certainly still, a very long. And I, I definitely take your point that like games that are in development that long usually suffer substantially yeah. for it. But there are exceptions. Like Sleeping Dogs was in um, development for a long time yeah, and that's like true. went through a lot of stuff, and it was brilliant. Yeah, um, I, I. I... Would l- would like the Last Guardian? Or I think that should be on the list. If only ben, like... ben doesn't agree, though, right? Pure uh, weight. Of we, well, let's, wait, see, wait, let's see what else you got. Let's well, see what else you got. Well, I I don't think you will, you'll definitely not agree with my other picks. Civ. I'll put Civ Six on there. You like Civ Six, don't you? I right? do like that. I think Last Guardian higher than Civ. Okay. I, I think there are other four X games that I'm more excited for than Civ Six. Oh, they're both probably not out this this year. But... Right. Which one? Which? Uh, I think Endless Space Two is going to be brilliant. Oh yeah, but that's yeah, that's next year. Right? Uh, Battlefield One. Mm, that is exciting. It's but... exciting as well. 
COD. Infinite Warfare. Yeah, that's also really good. It does look really, it does look really good. But again, I'm not really a Call of Duty man. But right. this might be the one to okay, convince okay. me. Okay, so so come on, throw some, throw, throw some at me because I've WWE got a... 2K17 with Goldberg. No, I want to lock in. <laughs> I want to lock Goldberg, in the last, the last no. Guardian. Whoopi Goldberg. Exclusive <laughs> 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 Whoopi Goldberg. Actually, yes, if that's the case, you could probably create Whoopi Goldberg. Well, you, oh, in you, WWE. In the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the game. But no, man, it's the first time Goldberg's been in HD. He comes in for I don't want to hear you talk about WWE. No, no, coming in. no, no she's, she's in... Uh, I was watching some kids' TV. There's Storybots on Netflix. She was in The Lion King yeah, as well. Yeah, that's HD. She's in that. She voices... um, Sim- No, not Simba. Nala, I think? Whoopi Goldberg. No, she what? voices the hyena. Whoopi like, Goldberg. Uh, in in wait, The Lion King, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's it, the hyena, yeah. Which, which one? Can you name the three hyenas? The, the spiky-haired one. Laughy, smiley, and There's Farty. There's Ed, and there was the other one. She's not Ed. Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, Spike? Shenzi. Shenzi. Really? Yeah. Shenzi, Banzai, and Ed. Why do they have Japanese names? Apart from Ed. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Spikes. If you know why, uh. (laughs) (laughs) Please write in. Wait, what? what? Okay, we're We're throwing games out there. We've got to lock in The Last Guardian, surely. I I agree, Ben. There's the weight of anticipation behind that game. Um, Okay, so we've got Last Guardian and Pokemon. (laughs) Don't Dishonored 2. Last Guardian, Pokemon, So, so, so far, it's Dishonored 2 and Pokemon Sun and Moon. And... No, I'm not ready to lock it in yet. Let's, what are some other games? Come on. Throw, throw the... It's, it's been locked, locked in. Forza it. Horizon 3. No, it's too no, late. It's, it's, been locked in. it's too late. Nick. It's too um, late. We've uh, turned the key. And, uh, and now we're going to... Let me out. We're going to drop this massive lockbox <laughs> of all three games into a deep hole in the earth and bury it. Uh, and then dig it up later this year <laughs> when they come out. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> Three times. Uh, yes, this is uh, the, the time capsule of games that we're looking forward to. Um, there are some great games coming out before the end of the year. Yes. Assuming they? they don't get delayed. They really are. Why are they? We just literally, just been literally through went all. through them all. No, but there must be some more. What? <laughs> Ubisoft has um, Steep. Oh, South Park as well, the Fractured Butthole. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. There's, uh, hang on, let me just flick through our, our preview section. Wildlands Previous been late issue with year. loads of brilliant oh, games. For like Honor as well. For Honor, that, that's coming out next year. Yeah, yeah For Honor is February 2017. Uh, Praise 2017. Horizon is seven, 2017. Uh, Mass Effect 2017. When's Gears of War 4 coming out? That that's is this, this year. year as well. Yeah, yeah I will, I will, I will, I will play that. that. And uh, another Microsoft game, Recore. Yeah, no, that's something. Yeah. Forza Horizon 3, which I really like the first two. We'll be, yeah, we'll be reviewing that in the, in the coming issue. In fact, will it be out by the time you're listening to this? It's possibly. It's out September the something. Narrowed it down. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I think that's I think that's uh, I think that's pretty comprehensively answered your question. I, actually, I didn't even say who asked the question, did I? I think I asked the Read question and didn't say who asked it. Give him credit, Thomas. Uh, I think it's Connelly is how this be pronounced. So maybe it's Connolly, but I like two his, E's. I like his Twitter handle. Uh, yeah. His Twitter handle is at tdog109. No, yeah, no, no. T-dog. You have to get the underscore in there, otherwise people are going to search it. And not, not. Oh, add that's him. true. T underscore dog109. There you go. Um, He's going to get loads of followers now. I, think, I hope, I hope I you think... get lots of followers, Thomas, because you sent us a good question. Yeah, I agree. Readers, tell us your three games. Yeah, let us know what games you're excited for um, before the end of the year. It's nice to... Uh, I like that question because it's nice to think about what's coming up like now. I think there's a yeah. lot of games that feel very far in the future, but when you think about it in terms of like... It's like three months left of the year, three, three and a half months left of the year, and there's some brilliant games to look yeah. forward to. Yeah. I, c- I still can't wrap my head around that we will be reviewing The Last Guardian imminently. Well, a man can dream. My my prediction is that uh, uh, Edge's cover is going to be the greatest hoax in video game history. (laughs) And it's going to be, we can exclusively reveal The Last Guardian never existed and will never exist. Um, And then Half-Life 3 will be released the same day. I think we've, uh, yeah, anyway, we've, we've answered that question pretty comprehensively. And if you've got a question, um, or uh, as Matt says, if you want to tell us about your, your uh, uh, most okay. anticipated games, um, you can write into us at uh, gamesmaster at futurenet.com, or you can head to oh, our uh, Twitter. Know. What are you doing, Ben? <laughs> you can head to our Twitter uh, uh, at gamesmaster. Uh, you can head to our Facebook page. You can talk to us directly. You can get onto our personal Twitter handles. Uh, I'm at Robin L. Valentine. Ben? I'm at. Game Griffin, I repeat, at Game Griffin. And Matt? At Gemaniacal. But that's all we've got time for, and uh, we'll catch you again 
on our next episode in a couple of weeks' time, featuring Final Fantasy XV chat. Ooh, I think so. And a a special appearance by MC Hammer. That's true. Uh, Unless he uh, cancels at the last minute, I can't... I, I can't see him doing that. that. Yeah, probably wouldn't. It's consistent. Um, so it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.